0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Lopez wants it away. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the line. This one has a chance. nick durst hello mets fans welcome back to another edition of believe in the mets i'm your host nick durst and we are getting down to the nitty-gritty here uh the mlb postseason we're in the championship series i for one Cannot wait until they're over and the World Series is over because it's all about the offseason for our New York Mets, sadly. The last few years, they've been the stars of the offseason. Who knows what they're going to do this offseason, as we've heard with Billy and Eckler. What he did, he traded away with the team. He told Max Scherzer, we're not going for it next year. So let's see if the Mets do go for it in the offseason. Many free agents there. But we're looking around here in the championship series. It's fluttered with former Mets. Tommy Pham and the D-backs, you have him there. You have Max Scherzer with the Rangers. He's apparently going to pitch in the championship series here after being injured. Justin Verlander with the Astros. He's been great since he turned to the Astros. And he even gave a big speech after they advanced into the ALCS. And he was like, oh, it's been a crazy year. I wasn't even here. So that was just crazy that they got rid of him still. I can't believe that. But the thing that is just really the most painful for us Mets fans, is we have to go and watch, for years now, Zach Wheeler, who was a Met, and they let him walk away, just totally dominating in the NL, dominating in the playoffs, looking like an absolute ace that he is. And he could have been a Met still. What a bargain of that contract, really, to look back when it it comes to the future here. And Zach Wheeler, he's going to go down as as a better pitcher, Jacob DeGrom, most likely, because he's already – Pitched more innings, I believe. He's going to have more wins. His ERA probably will be around the same. He's not going to maybe have all the Cy Youngs, but you look at it. Wheeler should have been a Met still. I know that wouldn't have been the case of him leaving if Cohen was already the owner. So maybe that was Will Pond's last gift as he exited the ownership group. But I have hopes that maybe after next season, when Wheeler is a free agent again, maybe it will be a little bit of a bidding war. And Wheeler will return to the Mets. We can only hope, I can only hope that the Mets go for it this offseason and build their rotation because it is rough right now. It's Senga who's awesome, Katana who is good, but he was hurt last year. And beyond that, it's a bunch of question marks. So joining me now to break it all down, he is an author. He is an Emmy award winning MLB researcher. He is Matthew Orso. Matthew. <laughs> Welcome into the show. Thank Your you. thoughts on that Zach Wheeler Phillies bargain contract.
1: I, I mean, honestly, you have to thank the New York Mets for everything in these, like, LCS series between the <laughs> AL and the NL. It's Scherzer on the Rangers. It's Verlander, you know, on the uh, Astros. It's Tommy Pham on the Diamondbacks. And Wheeler, you know, this is a New York Mets CES. You're basically watching the New York Mets in this series, and what could have been, but no. Zach Wheeler is an—he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's an ace. He's exactly who you want on the mound if you're the Phillies to get a one nothing series lead tonight. But it oh, it, it, the, the, I, I can feel the sting from Mets fans right now. It's it's. Ooh.
0: the thing that really stings me the most is every postseason I need to watch Travis Darno dominate. <laughs> and the Mets released after, like, 16 at-bats a few years ago. I knew he was great. He was great in 2015 in their run. And the Braves love him. But I also love the Braves stinking in the playoffs. They just can't get through anymore. Oh,
1: only two more. Think about this. Only two catchers in postseason history have more home runs than Travis Darno. He has 10. The guy produces on the biggest stage. He had a big home run in Game 2 for the Braves. Granted, Atlanta lost the series, but... He, he he's legit he's been legit for the braves for a while now yeah. you, you you guys just can't
0: retain talent it's, it's it's very difficult for you justin turner i mean the list goes on and on but maybe maybe things are gonna be different now new regime right david stearns what do you think
1: well I, I, david stearns is a brilliant brilliant baseball man what he did in milwaukee for years absolutely phenomenal um i I wouldn't, maybe this is a controversial take. I wouldn't have gotten rid of Buck. I think no, Buck is, is a brilliant, brilliant baseball man. He was the 2022 National League Manager of the Year. It, it, it wasn't Buck's fault for the Mets' struggles this season. There was a, You had a group of players. It, it, it just didn't work. You know, you, your, the offense was bad. Your big producers were really just Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor. Outside of that, you had no power.
0: It, it, it's Alvarez hit, had some it power, but remember the Mets didn't want to pull him up.
1: That's true. The Mets didn't want to call up Alvarez, and he did well. You know, for you know, rookie catcher. I think That's the true. second most home runs At by rookie catcher
0: with the batting average and down the stretch. But
1: one thousand percent, he's good. But it's I, I still feel like you're the the Mets are lacking a bit offensively. Now, look, full disclosure, I'm a Yankee fan. So I can't complain about anything offensively with any team in baseball. We have the second fewest hits only the A's Can have you fewest.
0: tell that Billy Epler was groomed by Brian Cashman with the similarities between these two offenses. Uh, I, I don't, not necessarily. I, I just, it
1: just didn't work. It, it, it just didn't work for the moves that Billy made. I think at the trade deadline, you know, what, you know, in 2022, when you get Darren rough Ruff and Dale Vogel back, sure. it, it it just didn't work. And it, You know, this season was obviously a huge disappointment. You go from 101 wins to 75. It's bad. Can they turn things around? Yes. But you got to make additions this offseason. Stearns has to show what he can do quickly. Because Mets fans, you know, I complain about Yankee fans being impatient. You haven't won since 86. You haven't won in my lifetime. I don't think that means you haven't won in your lifetime either, Nick. It's Mets fans are impatient. And, you know, all New Yorkers are. Well, that's true, that, that, but that's a generic thing, but especially in baseball, yeah. Mets fans impatient, and you got to go out there and do something.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about what they could do with the roster, but let's talk about the manager. I like that you're with me on the fact that they shouldn't have gotten rid of Buck. To me, it doesn't make much sense, because you can't blame Buck for batting Daniel Vogel back fifth, because we heard after the fact that Mike Boom was reporting the New York Post. That's what Eplo wanted to do. He wanted to prove he was right on that. So clearly, Buck wasn't being Buck and doing the lineup and everything he wanted, you know, I don't want to hear this fact that the game is past Buck. No, look at the ALCS managers, also. Well, One thousand percent. You got Dusty Baker and Bruce Bochi in the ALCS right now. Buck
1: is a wealth of knowledge. Now I understand you're bringing in a new top guy. He gets to pick his manager. I get that. But uh, honestly, you g- give Buck one more year. Stern ain't going anywhere after one year. Right. Give him one more year. Show why he's the successful manager. Should be a future Hall of Famer. He deserves to get that shot. The the year. Exactly. Four time. Just won it in 2022. I'm telling you. Players and, Mets, and Mets fans know this. It's not Buck's fault. No, it was no. not Buck's fault by any stretch this season. Yeah. Maybe some questionable decisions. Yeah, all managers have that. I got a long list of questionable decisions I have with Aaron Boone, but it wasn't Boone's fault either on the Yankee side. So I'm telling you, you should you should have kept Buck.
0: Right. That and being the said, the thing that bothered me when they originally released him, it, it shaked out where Epler was gone, but they kept talking about Sarnazin's a clean slate. Well, how was he going to have a clean slate if Billy Epler was sticking around? That didn't make sense to me. So. I always said, if you're going to get rid of Buck, you got to get rid of Epler. Epler is gone now. He's being investigated. We'll see what happens there. But as far as everything goes with Buck, the only thing that really was different for me this season was I really thought they were a little less prepared in some situations. But I want to attribute that to the fact that they took Ben Sherlock, who was a great bench coach in 2022. They move him all around to make Eric Chavez the bench coach, who was a great hitting coach the year before. Then the hitting suffers. And the bench coach is supposed to be about, you know, the situational stuff, and that suffered as well. So they're shaking things up. Remember the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they had a great run in 2022. And the problem was, in Epler's mindset, he said, all right, we're going to bring back offensively the the same team. We're going to shake up the coaching staff a little. And we're going to be the team that won 101 games. What he should have been thinking is, we're the team that, Got swept by the Braves in September and lost to the the Padres in the playoffs. we got to switch things up. To me, I thought the season really ended when they couldn't finish the deal with Carlos Correa. Look what he did. I know he didn't have the greatest year in the regular season. What did he do in the playoffs? He showed up like he always does, one of the best postseason players of all time. So they didn't get him, and their response was, okay, we're going to try to fix the team offensively. We get Correa. He's going to be great defensively at third. And instead of instead of pivoting there to getting somebody else, so you could have I know it was earlier, but you could have got Trey Turner for less money. And apparently the Mets loved him, and he's been great in the play playoffs for the Phillies. What did they do? They said, We'll run it back with Eduardo Escobar. That wasn't gonna work. He had a great September, sure, but what went about April through August. So from there it was just doomed. Edwin Diaz goes down and it was just all downhill from there. And I'm with you. Or, th- or so I don't see how you could blame Buck for Justin Verlander being hurt are being hurt, getting suspended, an inept bullpen. Even with Edwin Diaz, the bullpen was going to be a weakness. I thought there. Robertson was great, but it still had the rest of the bullpen was not there. So, to me, I don't like that you're placing the that that the Mets or some fans place the blame on one guy and Buck Showalter. And I really hope Buck gets the chance to manage again. One thousand percent. And
1: by the way, Billy Eckler is a very smart baseball man. It's just that the the moves did not work. And you got to own up to that fact. And, you know, and honestly, I still think the Mets are in a much better position now under Steve Cohen than they were under the Wilpons, because obviously, you know, Steve Cohen cares so much about this team. This is his team. He loves it with all his heart and soul. And he has the ability to back that up. And, you know, I know there's been all this talk about, you know, oh, they're going to slow down. It's not 2024 won't be the year. I'm not buying that. I really do think the Mets are going to go out and try and make some big splashes to improve this team. Yeah. Free agent hitters, there's not that high quality outside of Shohei Otani and Cody Bellinger. That's it, really, for the Matt huge Chapman quality. Chapman, Match, the,
0: the
1: but you know what? And I was going to say, Matt Chapman could slide at third very easily for the Mets. While he struggled offensively, he's still one of the best defensive third basemen in baseball. That helps your lineup a bit out too. But it, 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 the Mets have to make moves. And I, especially in that rotation. Yeah. Kodai I saying? Amazing. 202 strikeouts, a sub three ERA as a rookie was an all-star in his first wow. year. He's Everyone probably going to
0: be rookie of the year runner up. I would think and top three in Cy Young.
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I hope he, I hope he's top three. I hope so. Um, I, I don't see him being top three in Cy Young. I think there's been a lot of good guys out there. This season, but I I, I I I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me either way for either. Okay. But I let me tell Warren you something.
0: Barrel won Rookie of the Year. I think Sanga will finish second.
1: I, I I'll be honest. It, I don't know, but okay. I, do, I I do know this. He showed up for the Mets this year. The one consistent thing that the New York Mets had was Kodai Sanga. And I I hear you know everyone talks about how well, you know, you're not really a rookie when you come from Japan, blah, blah, blah. You still have to embrace a whole, it's a whole new culture. It's a whole new thing of doing things. You still have those challenges. And as great as the Japanese leagues are, they are amazing and competitive and they do an, such an incredible job. It's still under what the major league quality is. So yep. to come from Japan to the United States and do what he's done is absolutely spectacular. Up three, all right, damage Didn't it, a it, start. Exactly. Like he's one of like six rookies since 1969 to have a sub three ERA and 200 plus strikeouts. The kid is unbelievable. And I, you know, you got something there, but you got to go and improve that. You cannot have starts next season. A lot of starts coming from Tyler McGill or David Peterson. That just cannot happen anymore. There's, you know, Blake Snell's a free agent. Aaron Nola is a free agent. There, there are quality guys, you know Yamamoto from Japan, who I love. He's about to win his third straight MVP. A one-two-one ERA, career one-seven-five ERA in Japan. Go out and bring him with Sanga. It would be an amazing tag team. Yep. Actually, don't do that. I want the Yankees to get him. But still, if you're the Mets, go out and do that.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. You mentioned Japan a little lesser. Usually, what we see is when we when these high-end starters come over. Uh, well, you know, we'll go back to Tanaka, Darvish, Otani, Senga. Ballpark it in the first year. You could probably just say whatever the ERA was in Japan. Let's add one full number to that, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you're bringing Yamamoto and you're like, let's add one. He's got a, let's say two thirty ERA. That's it, exactly one of the best in the baseball and the major leagues. So he's he's the guy I think the Mets are going to target. And do you think it helps having Senga here already and him oh. seeing with Senga did last year?
1: Oh, 1,000%. I think it definitely helps. Um, You know, Yamamoto, he's a mid-90s fastball guy, great splitter. About 70% of his pitches come from his four-seam and his splitter. His splitter reminds me, not necessarily the movement, but it reminds me a lot of Senga's forkball. It is just that unhittable. And I think, you know, having Senga here for the Mets would be a huge asset to bring Yamamoto. Heck, let me tell you something. If you somehow manage to land Shohei Otani, you're getting Yamamoto. I I, I I will guarantee that. If you get Otani with Senga, you will get Yamamoto. Do
0: you think if you get Yamamoto with Senga, it gets you Otani? Uh, I
1: I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't Do say think that. You guys I, talk. Do you think these guys are going no, to talk No, of course they talk, but he, o, Otani's going to go where the he go. either he wants to go or the
0: money.
1: Is. And I still think it's a West Coast team or Steve Cohen goes, you know, here's a cool six hundred million. Just you know, you to come to Queens. Where do you think Otani ends
0: up? Which team?
1: <sighs> it's cliche, but I think he ends up with the Dodgers. Okay, I, I, or Giants. I think Giants are also a sleeper. They showed they were willing to spend. You know, they originally had Correa, and then you know, didn't, and then you the, the Mets didn't. Yeah, They was never that close on. So I
0: think. I think that he was going to. I'll say he's going to be a San Diego Padre. I think he's going to be the Padres. The Padres open the bank again. They're going to. They're thinking ahead. If we lose Soto, we got the money here. And didn't they? They offered Judge like five hundred million dollars, and he turned them down. So they have the money still. I will say
1: this: there were reports out there that the Padres looking to cut payroll a bit this off oh, Now, granted, weekend. you signed Shohei Otani. Your investment is returned. Everything he means to baseball, not just on the U.S. stage, the world stage, like, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer that when it comes to Otani, you know, the Hall of Fame has like the 10 year rule where you have to play at least 10 years to qualify. Each year for him should count whether by his hitting season and his pitching season. So If you do five full seasons of hitting and pitching, Otani should be allowed to be qualified to go to the Hall of Fame. That's how good he is. That's how dominant he is. He finished Mm -hmm. fourth in the Cy Young voting last season, and the only reason he did not win MVP in 2022 is because one, Mister Aaron Judge broke the Roger Maris AL home run record. It took history to dethrone Shohei Otani.
0: Yeah, I think for Shohei, I mean, it'd be nice to see this guy in the playoffs. But I think what he, hopefully, what I hope he realizes is that for him, for his brand and everything, I think it'll be best if he's on the East Coast. I think more people are going to watch him. It's going to be bigger media access with with Japan. I would think in the in the hubs in the big cities over here. I mean, Otani, the most. You know, you obviously you're a little different case. You're watching every ten PM game pretty much on the West Coast a lot of times, but most of the time you're just seeing Otani highlights. And until you really are sitting down watching him on a nightly basis, it's kind of like, well, you know. He's, he's a spectacular but if you want to see him on the other basis it's bigger I mean Dodgers sure, huge market but again like the Dodgers are not one of the teams that are like the most watched team on TV so it's just something I think hopefully he's open-minded too at least he takes some meetings with some East Coast teams
1: I I, I don't want to throw water on that because that is that's an, it is an excellent point but I think Otani is just so in a way he's so much bigger than even baseball itself. That everyone's kind of already watching him. It's not like, in my opinion, it's like in the 1950s, you know, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, what have you. Where, you know, if you play in New York, you get that automatic star boost bonus. It doesn't matter anymore. No, I I don't think it does as much. And especially when you're, he he is a global superstar.
0: He is the Michael
1: Jordan of Major League Baseball right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, you know, as much as I think it would be great for, obviously, great for the Mets to get him, I don't think he need. I don't think he needs that particular aspect of what the Mets would offer. Now, if the Mets offer six hundred million, and you know he ain't pitching this year, th- that might be something he's looking into.
0: Right. It's all gonna. Uh, it's all gonna come down to will he play in the East Coast? Because I, I think that despite. The Mets saying to Max Scherzer, we're not going to go for it next year. I think Steve Cohen, once he is meeting with Otani's people, much like he did with Correa's people, Scott Boris, he's going to be like, you know what? I want this. So this is the money. So it's going to really come down to, will Otani turned down the most money for a relatively close amount of money to stay in the West Coast. That's what I think it comes down to. And at least for a Mets fan, you have to be happy with the fact that at least we think the Mets are going to try to get Otani.
1: Exactly. There's there's another team in New York that I can speak to that their fans Otani's not even on the radar, not and not that's sure. very sad. I, if somehow the New York Yankees landed Shohei Otani, I might just run the New York Marathon for the heck of it on pure adrenaline. <laughs> and, and Nick, you know me, I am not someone who you know physically. You think, oh, he's going to run the New York yeah, Marathon? That's how happy I would in. be. All right, but I, I don't see any shot of the Yankees, and it, I will say this: if there's one East Coast team that can land Otani, it's the New York Mets. All right,
0: and we're hearing about about a lot about uh, you know the Red Sox. They just they have they have a DH that they just had a great year. The, <laughs> and, I mean, a lot of these New York teams, other than the Mets, right? I mean, a lot of these East Coast teams, other than the Mets, they already have like these anchors at at DH, whether for good or bad. So Otani's not going to play the outfield anymore. Those days are behind him. So it, it's, it's all about – it's got to be a fit too. And I think Otani really wants to try to win. I think that's going to be top of his list.
1: One 1,000%. 1, I, I I will say this though, because I – and I don't want him on the Red Sox by any stretch of the imagination. But in as great a year as Justin Turner had, and it was phenomenal. And Mets fans, again, you, you all missed the boat on another one with Justin Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, not to rub salt in the wound there. But if, it's like, if you're going to get Shohei Otani, you pull Justin Turner in the office and like, look, it's, it was a great year. Right. We love you. We're going to trade you to Kansas City. You know, you'll, you'll do fine there, yada, yada, yada. Well, or Yoshida, be- though,
0: he might have to DH a lot. Uh,
1: yeah, I, look, Yoshida's not the best outfielder. I lo- the, the man can rake. I, I, I thought at the start of the year he was going to be – by Tyne Bloom, who is now out the door. Oh, exactly. But he can, he, he can't play defense. You're right. He's not a great defensive outfielder, but the man can rake at the plate. You know, he struggled down the stretch. It's a long season. You know, it's a very long season. Not You play more games in the U.S. than you did in Japan. There, there's a fatigue factor, but he still hit 288, 15 home runs. You know, I, Adam Jones called him the Juan Soto of Japan prior to this offseason. And I, I, I think there's so much potential for him. But no, if you get Shohei Ohtani, I don't care if you can't catch a fly ball, you know, in the sun in left field. Yoshida plays the outfield. Right. You get, you get. Sho- there is nothing on God's green earth that if Shohei Ohtani came to your team and said, "I am signing with you," that you do not move heaven and earth to to accommodate him in every way, shape, or form. If the Yankees got him, Giancarlo Stanton, you've been wonderful. You've been right. great. So what, you, what know, you, you know you know we're gonna send you to do the doctor
0: either, rely either like a 12-year deal for Otani 10 I do years. a 12 year deal he he
1: is he is everything you could want in a baseball player you know obviously he's having the other surgery with the, the elbow surgery he can't pitch next year but let me tell you something he is everything for a baseball team and if you if the Mets get him if the Dodgers get him the Padres, whoever your team just became so much infinitely better that there's no player you're not going to just say, hey, you're not getting as much playing time. Or, hey, you know, it's Shohei Ohtani. Like, you know, it's the equivalent of saying, hey, we got Babe Ruth, except that. They're going
0: to get rid of their all-star
1: and J.D. Martinez. uh, Well, J.D., I think he can opt out of his deal, if I'm not mistaken. So he might be back in the free agency market. By the way, if you don't land Ohtani and J.D.'s a free agent, He's another season.
0: guy that the Mets could have had off se- in the last offseason.
1: Well, but you know what? I, I I will say this. Billy Epler did a great job in acquiring talent so for like, those fields. Okay. Okay. I think, you know, was it Luis Angel Acuna, Ronald Acuna's little brother. Yep. Great, great speed. Great potential for second base, I think, in the future. Um, Gilbert. They, top, top prospect they got from Houston for Absolutely. Verlander. Yep. He made good trades to rebuild your farm system, which is something Steve Cohen has said he wants. He wants a rebuilt farm system. And I think, you know, Billy Epler did, I, I, I give him credit there. to go. four
0: shortstops at the deadline. And they already have, you know, they had Mauricio on the system, obviously Lindor. But the thing but that's is, that's like best, where you can trade. You make exactly the, the thing that Mets are locking is starting pitching. I think, Bur- I think. Stearns is going to make a big trade for a starting pitcher this offseason. And I, I have a previous guests on. And I said, I'd be fine with trading any of these prospects, really, for a, a, a Cy Young type of winner. Got some hate in the comments on YouTube. That's fine. I know what I'm talking about here. But I think David Stearns is going to make a trade. So let me give you three starting pitchers or so. You tell me who you think is most likely. One, just to moves in general. And two, who you think is most likely to potentially be a Met. We'll go Corbin Burns. The Brewers ties there. However, the Brewers might be salty with Stearns, especially if they end up getting counsel. So they might say, we're not doing this. I think Glass now is going to be on the move from the Rays and Shane Bieber. I think those are the three guys that are going to be on the market this offseason. Mets mm. and Cleveland have a history of doing trades together. So who do you think of those is most likely to be dealt? And who do you think is most likely to potentially be a Met? I think
1: I'm going to say Shane Bieber is the most likely to be dealt. Um. Oh, that's good. You know what? I think Bieber's the best shot the Mets got. Get have of the three. If you're the Rays, the Rays are. I I know he's going to make a bunch of money, but Tyler Glass now is a beast. Yes. And with all the injuries the Rays have in their rotation, you know McClanahan's going to miss twenty twenty four. Um, Drew Rasmussen's hurt. Jeffrey Springs is hurt. Like. Bring back, both, spell. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. With all the injuries you have in that rotation. At Tampa, you can you cannot trade Tyler Glass now. And Corbin Burns, if if it wasn't with the Brewers ties, I would say he would be most likely because he and the Brewers aren't on the best of terms from arbitration last offseason, um, reportedly. But it's I, I I say Shane Bieber's your best bet, though I, I do worry about his injury history a little.
0: Yeah, you have yeah you have, you have to. So I think. Stearns, he'll acquire a pitcher b- via a trade, and then you still need to sign at least one guy. I believe uh, you could you could live maybe with the fifth guy being a combination of a Peterson and McGill, Casey. You can't have two of them in the rotation. You can't have three. So you get you make a trade for one of those guys I mentioned. I'm sure there's others, and then you got to sign somebody. For me, I know we had a down year, but I would say. I'd probably want to say let's go sign Aaron Nola because you're going to weaken the Phillies. I know he had like, he had almost a five year A, right, which is, I think you had one of his worst years, but he gets you the innings and it hurts the Phillies. So that's somebody I think they would target. What, what starting pitchers do you think are going to be in that market? Tier? I don't think the Mets are going to go for Blake Snell. So you're looking at the B tier. Any pitchers that you think would really be a good fit for this roster? To eat you know, in? I
1: think Nola's the perfect one. Just as you said, you take him away from the Phillies. You know he is coming off a down year. Maybe that lowers the price a little bit. Not that the Mets have to worry about that. But he's still a guy who's going to give you innings at his best. He's a mid, you know, he's a mid three ERA, two hundred strikeout pitcher. That's what you need for this rotation. I, I really do think though, the best thing for the Mets would be to go after Yamamoto. I yeah, love yeah, what I, I love what this kid brings from Japan. He's twenty five years old. It's not like you're signing a guy at thirty. You give him a seven year deal and he's only thirty two. Like this is how good he is. Yeah, I
0: think he's going to set the record for the highest contract coming over from Japan.
1: 1,000%. Now I know that's not mid tier per se, but I think that's what the Mets need to do. I, th- I, think- I think
0: they will get Yamamoto as long as he's willing. You know, everyone's going to be in Yamamoto. I think almost every team that has any sort of budget is going to go after him. So he's going to have his pickings and his choosing where he's going to go. But I think, The the way that Senga had the success last year, the Mets what a bargain contract five years, ninety million for Senga. So I think that the Mets Yamamoto is going to be their top target this offseason. I know Otani's there, but I think the Mets are probably the favorites to get Yamamoto. So if you get if you go Yamamoto, you get a play a a pitcher at a trade. You have Quintana and Senga. That's a pretty good turnaround for the rotation from one year forward.
1: My only disagreement is that I don't think the Mets are the favorites. I think it's another team that wears pinstripes in New York. I think they're the favorites for oh, Yamamoto. I mean, think
0: the Yankees are going to go after Yamamoto. They have to. They have to because you're not improving they're that all times to, this offseason. They're willing to spend the money. I mean, they just gave all this money out to Rodon last offseason. Who? Carlos, Carlos, Rodon. Carlos Rodon.
1: Who? Who?
0: Who? <laughs> oh, 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 the guy who turned his
1: back on Matt Blake. Right, 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 right. What a good uh, no. last
0: adding or the season for him too
1: yeah no look i think Rodon's gonna do a lot better next year you know but that being said it, it, it was a rough first year for him long the kisses in anaheim and the whole thing but i i he has the stuff to turn things around uh, he has the toughness he has the mentality i think he'll be great for the Yankees next year that being said you know i go go get yamamoto just, just, just do it just open open wallet and get yamamoto
0: I want to see the, the Mets Yankees getting a bidding war for a player. I don't mean, I don't, I don't. Mets will win. I want to see them go go at it for the top players. The Mets played nice last year. They didn't even talk to Aaron Judge, which was a little surprised. Not well, that I got him, but I thought they were gonna go at least talk to him and you know stir some things up between the two teams.
1: Well, I, I think that I think by that same token you won't see the Yankees going after Pete Alonzo. Right.
0: Though so they let's should. Talk, let's talk Pete Alonzo. I think the Mets need to give this guy an extension. It's not going to happen this offseason. I think they're going to let him go to free agency. I think maybe if the Mets have a brutal first half again, I would not be surprised if he's traded. That would end his career as a Met because I don't think he'd want to re at that point. You know, Everyone says, oh, trade him to come back like Chapman. That's the only case I can really remember happening. So I think if you trade him, like, that's it. He's done. I don't know how you're going to replace this guy's production because since he entered the league, he – has the most home runs uh, by any player. He's up there with the RBI. More home runs than than Aaron Judge, more than Shohei Otani. And the other key thing is more games played. He is durable. He's great. He missed some games this year or so because he got drilled by a pitch by Charlie Morton. But he was on pace at that point. He was tearing it up. He was on pace for over 60 home runs, over 130 RBI. He's still finished in the top two home run, RBI, he had a tremendous year. And it's a shame that he got hurt because I wanted to see what he did. But how do you, you – trade him, okay. How do you replace 50 home runs and 115 plus RBI? You don't You don't replace that one play. No,
1: you do not. And if you're the Mets, I'm sorry. You lock him up and you lock him up right now. You are not I, – I, I understand projections, well, his body might not hold up, blah, blah, blah. How do you replace 46 home runs and 118 RBIs? The man has the f- third most or fourth most home runs in his first five seasons of any player in Major League history, and that's with a 60-game shortened COVID season. The man is a beast. You do not, not, not go after him and resign him. Now, look, first base market, Freddie Freeman. It's the contract that uh, Matt Olson signed with Atlanta. It's going to take 200 million to get him. Go get him. Because yeah. let me tell you something. If you're the Mets lineup next year and you don't have Pete Alonso, you
0: don't have a shot at anything. No. And I think, in my opinion, he's the captain of the team. Homegrown guy. He's always facing the media. I know they say Lindor doors, the captain. Okay. But to me, it means a lot to have that homegrown guy in there. He should be a Met for life. He, if he is, he's going to set all the Mets all-time records offensively. He'll go down as the greatest offensive man of all time. No disrespect to Dave Wright, but it's just the way he'll be. I think he's got a shot to hit 500 home runs, Matthew. He does. 1,000%. And you said it best. The best ability is availability.
1: That's he got hit in the wrist. It was a whole IL thing. You know, what's going to happen? Is he, he, he done for the year? He he missed eight games this year. That's it. The entire year, he missed eight games. He rushed, he rushed games. back.
0: He rushed back. He obviously was on himself. He had no games in the minors for rehab. And he had a rough month, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's slumping. Let's get rid of this guy." No, he was come, He came back because he wanted to be there for his guys in the clubhouse. He was like, "I if I don't come, me me at fifty percent is definitely better than you know Mark Marcana playing first base every day." One thousand percent. By the way,
1: everyone talks about the dysfunction or the reports of dysfunction in the Mets clubhouse. You had two guys between Francisco Lindor who had a 30-30 season and played with a bone spur in his elbow the entire year and Pete Alonso who rushed back from a nearly fractured wrist and they played so many games Mets fans like any Mets fan as a Yankee fan observer any Mets fans who's saying oh we don't want Pete Alonso you're out of your
0: mind yes. you don't replace you know. this now do you think so what do you, you think he sets the record for first baseman contract I, I think he gets 8 for 200 I
1: think he gets I think he gets 200 million. I think you know, and, and quite honestly, if you're Steve Cohen in the Mets, give it to him. Oh, I, yeah, you he, can't,
0: gave, he gave Brandon Nimmo an eight-year deal in the offseason.
1: It, exactly. He gave Brandon Nimmo eight for 160. And granted, he's a center fielder. It's a different skill set. It's a different position. And Nimmo, I thought, had a very solid year. But let me tell you, you do you do not have a Pete Alonso. And then you let and then you let him escape your right. grasp. Right. You don't do it. The you key need format,
0: if they want to win, not only this year, but in the future, it's the key is going to be number one. He needs to be there. Number two, you need to pair him with a superstar, whether it's Otani this year or Soto next year. You got to get another bat in the lineup. You can't continue going down this path with these guys. I understand there's some, you know, you want to continue to play it out for Beatty. I don't know if that's going to work out. I like Ronnie Mauricio. So I'm willing to see him starting. I don't want to see Mark Vientos anymore. Go get a proven guy to end this lineup because that's what you were missing in 2022. That's what you are missing in 2023. And if, if you don't have that in 2024, you'll be missing the playoffs once again. So go get someone who could hit. And the last thing we're going to talk about here is what we started with initially, which was the Mets manager. It seems like it's pretty much counselor or bust because you, it's... Stern has been on the job 16 days as of, of this recording. We haven't heard one peep about the Mets interviewing anybody. So obviously they're waiting for November 1st to interview counsel when his contract expires October 31st with the Brewers. I think that's a little dangerous perhaps because maybe some other good candidates out there, They then they feel I am a second choice or you should be talking to people at this point. Maybe they are. Maybe they're keeping it close to the chest. What do you think? Is it is it is it going to be Craig Council?
1: It, it's counselor or bust. I, I I would be shocked if Craig Council is not the manager of the New York Mets for 2024. Um, you know, you know, talks of maybe Joe Madden. He said he was interested. Well, anyone's interested in the Mets managerial job, I'm interested. I'll put my candidacy out there. Point being,
0: it's would you be cra- a heavy analytics been- guy or would you matter with emotion? Oh,
1: emotion, one thousand percent. I love baseball. I love stats. Stats are great. You gotta use your eyeballs sometimes, like the stuff with Jose Barrios in the Blue Jays in the Blue Jays' yeah, twin series was just. It, 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 I'm sorry, he's dominating, and you take him out after three, and to put That's you say I mean, favorite team. thing
0: about the postseason when they pull the pitchers early, and it doesn't always work out, and you know what it does work out when you keep the pitchers in. Astros last year, Rangers and Astros this year. Let the starters start. Thank <laughs> you.
1: I'm so, like Phillies have a great bullpen this year for the playoffs, but you got two. Aces and Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler who give you innings. Let them give you innings.
0: Period. Uh, so Craig Council, you think he'll be the manager of the Mets. Yeah. Uh, I think 100%. I think he's gonna be enticed. Maybe he's gonna take that year off that we keep hearing about. Uh we'll see how that how that goes. But the money's gonna be there. And as a manager, you know, especially when you're a Craig Council who in your day, when you played, the money was not really there. He's gonna make more money as the manager next year anywhere than he did as a player, and he was a pretty solid player, as you know. In two thousand and one, against the Yankees, he had a really big hit, of course. Then this yeah, year, you don't got you don't have to remind me of that. <laughs> it's, it's ingrained in the membrane uh, burning in my skull. I remember. All right, so everybody, make sure, of course, you're following us on all social media and on YouTube at Believe in the Mets. B l e a v i n t h e m e t s. Orso, thank you so much for your time. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media and where they can purchase your books.
1: Well, um, you can follow me at matt underscore so on Twitter. Uh, book my books: uh, baseball card generation, bonded at the seams, baseball in our lives. Uh, they they're still on Amazon, I believe. The publishing company that I used to work with went under, so I don't. There's limited copies, so if you want to bid out there, I think on eBay someone's selling it for two hundred fifty. If you want to bid it and get it up to a thousand. By all means, I don't see the money, but I'd still like to see the, you know, cat and mouse there. Um, I'm working on a new book. Don't want to spoil things too soon, um, but hopefully it'll be out, you know, uh, mid next year. Oh, and well, uh, I'll have you
0: back on to promote the book at that time. Welcome forward to it. If you buy one of Matt's past books, I'm sure if you message him on Twitter and you send him the book, he'll give you a nice autograph. It, it might devalue a- the
1: book, but sure. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody, make sure you're following, like I said, believe in the Mets on social media. Follow me as well on Twitter at Nick underscore Durst and on Instagram at Nick's Food and Stuff. And until next time, everybody, let's go Mets.